Hey there, everyone. Before we start the show, we here at Popcorn for Dinner want to give a big shout out to our good friend and illustrator, Kyle Kedzik, for helping us celebrate making it to 40 episodes with some uh, brand new custom artwork, which is now up on all of our social media accounts. We love it. We hope you love it. And if you're looking for some new custom artwork for your business or project, you can look him up on Facebook at Kyle Kedzik or even drop him a line at kylekedzik at gmail.com. That's K-Y-L-E-K-E-D-Z-U-C-H at gmail.com. Welcome back to Popcorn for Dinner. This is Jeff. And Kelly. I don't think either of us could have possibly predicted where Jean-Claude Van Damme month <laughs> week two was going to take us. No. We, we basically just have to jump right into this because it's yeah. easily uh, one of the most absurd movies mm-hmm. I have ever seen in my entire life. My last note in my multitude of notes is, what the actual fuck was this entire movie like not even just one part of it or like a specific recurring thing but literally every (laughs) single last thing what the fuck that's hysterical because my absolute last note was what the actual fuck did we just watch (laughs) (laughs) Um, so i feel like we're at least on the same page there uh i do i do have you know a little bit of info that uh uh, you know that i've dug up in terms of i mean dug up it's really more a case of like opened up the book of knowledge and educated myself <laughs> on things that I was uh, very unfamiliar with. Uh, but just to, to, to kick it off, uh, the movie that we did this week is the 1998 action film knockoff. Um, <laughs> so to, to, to start it off, like, uh, I'll give you the, the plot synopsis real quick, which is so hysterical because it's like, after watching it, you're like, how do you fucking condense this to a sentence? And the answer is poorly. <laughs> because it says, a fashion designer must join forces with a CIA agent to combat terrorism. That is all. That's all it says. Um, Wrong. <laughs> the fashion designer is the CIA agent. I mean. And they're teaming up with a knockoff artist. That's the thing. Like, I don't understand what these guys do. Yeah. Our, our lead characters. I truly don't understand what their, like, positions are, what they have done to make whatever this company is that they have with whatever it is that they do. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, there's so many different things that they do <laughs> throughout the movie and then reveal later about their relationship. Yeah. And then reveal about their company that is just like, it doesn't feel like any of this was thought out. It feels like every single scene was written independent of each other <laughs> in terms of like what these guys actually do. Yeah. To, to give it at least a little bit of context. I know the the barest minimum <laughs> about Hong Kong action cinema. Like it is a very distinct thing. Okay. And this guy... I'll never be able to pronounce the name. It's like T-S-U-I. It's like Sui? 
Yeah. Tsui, so probably something that I can't pronounce with my dumb American mouth. Uh, <laughs> Hark. So we'll just call him Mr. Hark. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he, like, watching this movie, one of my notes in here was like, this movie is absurdly directed. Like, very specifically. It's yes. not just a case of like, this is a weird movie because Jean-Claude Van Damme is in it and mm -hmm. his acting is weird. Or, you know, any other specific thing. Like, this is so distinct yeah and it's such a a very uh like specific voice that this movie is doing you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's like it, it wasn't just like accidentally thrown together by some guy who doesn't know how a camera works you know it's not yeah. one of those weird bad movies yeah you know like the room or something where it's like some lunatic who has no business behind a camera got behind a camera and made a movie <laughs> like no, no 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 this guy like he he had a huge career in hong kong tried to make a few movies in the states mm -hmm. like this and double team oh, the, and <laughs> the other Jean claude movie that we're hoping fingers crossed we could find for this month but it's yeah. like oh my god it's the same guy <laughs> um like he made those two movies he had made another movie earlier in the 90s and it was just like all right this this is like essentially it was like this isn't a good fit yeah you know like hong kong action cinema to to boil down the the boiled down version that I read <laughs> even further just to keep the discussion going because this is not necessarily a podcast about Hong Kong action cinema. <laughs> um, but the best way I think to put it is just like realism is secondary to making the action happen and the fun and the like uh stylistic choices that they do okay you know what i mean so it's like it very much like they they kind of don't give that big of a shit yeah about following through certain plot lines and you know like hitting the the three-act structure and the mm -hmm. hero's journey and all that like all that is very western yeah uh and hong kong kind of just has this flavor its own flavor like, I can totally see why it appeals to Jean-Claude Van Damme, like how those two things cross mm -hmm. over, where it's just like, oh, we don't give a shit if the hero learns something by the end of the movie. Like, we don't, we're not in the process of making yeah, a yeah. big dramatic, you know, arc for this guy. And this guy couldn't act an arc out if we showed him how to anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so he's kind of the perfect fit. Yeah. So I can totally understand Plus how this... Martial arts. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, I can totally see how this movie comes together like how mm -hmm. how someone sees one thing and another thing like this dude's made a whole shitload of crazy hong kong action movies and jean-claude van damme has done a whole bunch of like american and probably other production but mm -hmm. like very american style action movies smash them together yeah why not and it's like this kind of is why not because yeah. <laughs> i mean uh, again the the mr hark has had a wonderful <laughs> big long career there's nothing I can say about him in terms of like that dude sucks. Mm -hmm. But watching this, I was just like, what the fuck was going on? Yeah. Like so many. No, I had one that just said this movie was edited with drugs, like, <laughs> like not just on <laughs> drugs, but with them somehow, because it was so, so bizarre. So, so fucking like off the wall, lunatic bizarre. Yeah. In ways I was absolutely not prepared for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like at com coming off of double impact mm -hmm. where it's just like, all right, cheesy ass action movie. Yeah. Terrible lines, terrible acting. 
but it does what it does in mm. a way that is very familiar. Yes. And this and is... And there was at least a little bit of a hint of a plot that you could follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in, in, in the case of this, it's it's off the rails almost immediately. Like yes, <laughs> like uh, when when the movie starts and it's it's just like a bunch of divers mm-hmm. finding a big crate of baby dolls yeah in the ocean like off the shore of Hong Kong or whatever mm-hmm. and you're just like okay and the movie's called Knock Off so counterfeit baby dolls yeah like how is that what is the, there's obviously got to be something more to it mm-hmm. and then they explode into green fire yes and the movie's just like and we're going from here like that is the cold <laughs> open of this movie essentially is just baby dolls explode into green flames <laughs> like specifically green flames yes not a mistake or a color correction <laughs> issue but green flames and you're just like why fucking green flames and yeah. by the end of it it doesn't matter why it's green flames there's no like oh it makes it different than mm-hmm. anything else you it's- know it's still just an explosion it's just like it's stylistic. It's like, mm-hmm. this is the movie with green explosions yeah. when it's these special bombs and stuff, mm-hmm. you know. But just watching it, I was like, magic? Is this magic? Because I saw, <laughs> I forget what, I saw something recently or like a, a trailer for some, or something that included like a ghostly blast of green fire. Mm-hmm. And so immediately my mind was like, is this movie about magic somehow? <laughs> oh my God, this is going to be insane. Are there going to be wizards Oh, my God. That would have made more sense. <laughs> Just barely, dude. <laughs> yeah, that that essentially follows my first notes. For, my very first note was I, I could not tell what language they were speaking. I had a feeling it was Russian, but it didn't mm. sound quite Russian enough to me somehow. <laughs> I don't know. This- Something sounded off. I mean, there's there's a lot of little details like that, like the fact that Rob Schneider is definitely dubbed in several scenes of this movie, mm-hmm. um, and also the fact that Rob Schneider is in this movie. <laughs> like, I haven't necessarily mentioned it yet, but like it's 1998, so it's like okay, yeah, yeah, I could see why they would grab a Rob Schneider character for a like comic relief character. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> He's still somehow not it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, my first note about him, I was just like, and Rob Schneider is awful immediately. Yeah. First second on screen. Doesn't even get a chance to be like, maybe, maybe he's not horrible in this one. No, he's 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 still a monster because he's just being terrible to like models and shit. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of stuff in this where it's like, I feel like there was in fact a very uh, specific like. We are making a an action movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that they were very aware of the trappings of action movies. And yeah. I think the like the whole plot line and everything being surrounding like knockoffs is not on accident. You know, like mm-hmm. that, that's like purposeful. The movie is called knockoff and all that. But like it it felt like they did several things to like twist what you think on its head. Yeah. But in the process, it was just like so it's going to twist like, oh, man, wow, that doesn't make any sense at all. And it's like, yeah, but it twisted, didn't it? Moving on. And yep. it, you just you ju- you're just apparently not supposed to care yeah. <laughs> about all the stuff that that twist just wrecked in the first 20 mm. minutes of the movie. We're like, wait, wait, that doesn't make any sense anymore. Yeah. And they're just like, who gives a shit? Because now Rob Schneider is a CIA agent. 
What? Of the two of them, you have <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme and you have Rob Schneider in a movie, and one of them is the CIA agent, and it's Rob Schneider somehow. Yeah. You know, like, that I... feels like the twist. Like, oh, get it? Like, it's mm-hmm. different than what you would think in an action movie like this. Yeah. You know, like, the, Jean-Claude Van Damme always plays the normal guy who turns out to be something better. Mm-hmm. So in this one, he's the normal guy, and he stays the normal guy the whole movie. He's yeah. just the guy. And it's like, okay, I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. At the same time, though, <laughs> Rob Schneider is a terrible CIA agent. Yeah. Like, he gets himself handcuffed, mm-hmm. and he gets kidnapped, and all sorts of terrible things happen to him because he's the worst at this. Yep. But also, like, he's apparently playing a part. Yeah, he's undercover. Of, of a guy who runs yeah, this um... this company that makes jeans or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he still <laughs> he yeah. still acts like the worst person in the world to all the models and wants to like grab ladies and is just horrible. And it's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, but I'm undercover. Like, but you're still a scumbag, aren't you? Yeah. That's not part of your cover. That's just you. Yeah. (laughs) There's a reason that everyone loved Jean-Claude. Uh, that's right. I forget. They're all like, oh, yeah, your your partner's way more of a, of a gentleman. Yeah. And then it cuts to him in the car singing along with that, like, pop song. Like, mm-hmm. that was really great, too. Like, that the, the, the flipping of the Jean-Claude image. Yeah. So to speak. Where it's like, he's the goofy dude driving the sports car singing along with the pop song, like, mm-hmm. bobbing his head and stuff. Like, that's fun. It's just that, like... It's Ever- Rob Schneider in the other role. Yeah, unfortunately, it's <laughs> Rob Schneider. Like, honestly, truthfully, I feel like it would have been better if it was David Spade. That would have been so much better. <laughs> like, I'm sure he would have just said, he just flat out would have said no. Yeah, but well, yeah. They, they should have asked. <laughs> but like, like we had mentioned about, like, just not understanding what these guys do. Mm-hmm. Like, based on what we eventually get over the course of the whole movie, or they, like, reveal backstory about... Uh, what the fuck are their names? Marcus and Tommy, yeah. Jean Claude and Rob Schneider. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they have been in business for four years, mm-hmm. and the company is V Six Jeans. Yes, but also they run a fashion show. It's probably a like like different brands will have their own like releasing a new line show. Because it's not just jeans, like it's a whole clothing line. Okay, well, whatever. It's but just yeah. it, I was confused as to what the hell their positions were. Or it's just like, okay, so they're the ones who run the fashion shows. And then it's like, no, 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 no. They're the guys who founded the company? But no, no. because the, <laughs> the spoiler alert, other CIA agent who shows up. Mm-hmm. Two people reveal them to be CIA agents in this movie, and that, like, now saying it out loud makes me realize how silly and, like, satirical that must be of action movies. Yeah. Where it's like, someone comes out with their secret, like, and then another person comes (laughs) out with the exact same secret, but they weren't working together at all. Yeah. And all that kind of nonsense. But that lady, when she shows up, she acts like she's an executive of this company that they have somehow never met. What? What is going on here? I have no idea. I don't understand their business at all. Yeah. But they make jeans, and there's been some counterfeit jeans that have been shipped out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I truthfully had such a hard time following <laughs> what the fuck was going on, like as the plot of this movie as they as they went along. Where it's like, okay, so so Marcus Jean Claude Marcus is. A guy who like works with bootlegs, 
Mm-hmm. Like he was like the dude you go to for this. Yeah. Right. That's apparently he, how it was set was, up. He was the in-between guy. Right. But like he, he worked with that. Yeah. That was, that was his business. Mm-hmm. And then he decided to like, quote unquote, go straight mm-hmm. with undercover CIA agent, Rob Schneider, <laughs> uh, Tommy, Tommy. Yeah. And they went straight with this V6 jeans business where it mm-hmm. came from. Who fucking, I don't even know who cares. Yeah. But he still has like buddies mm-hmm. in the counterfeiting game. His adopted brother. Yeah. Or adoptive. Eddie. That's where uh, Skinny works, who winds up, you know, mm-hmm. working into the plot a little bit more later in the movie. Yeah. Um, but he's not like actually doing anything with any of this bootleg stuff, right? He's just down there to like hang out and say, Hey, when he walked in that first time, I'm pretty sure that he was saying like he was checking in on the last shipment that was going out. Okay. So he does know that they're sending out counterfeit jeans. Not of the jeans of something else. He was cause the shoes that's what it was. Okay, see, that's sort that's the sort of stuff that confuses the shit out of me. It's like, so is he still doing bootleg business down there with them? I thought he was out of that. He was getting out. Like that was his last shipment. Like that was it. He Those, was done. The, the, the yeah. pumas, the the, the yes. pumas with two M's. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and Tommy was like helping him to get out of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I remember them saying like, you used me like I was trying to use you to get out of it. And you used me to get with the bootleggers and mm-hmm. getting all mad about the, the deception and everything. Yeah. Um. OK, man, all that just fucking flew by <laughs> me, man. It was so it was just like so everything was so distracting because when he walks into that warehouse, like it, it was the beginnings of like, what are we watching like what is about to happen throughout the rest of this movie because he walks in and he's like talking to dudes i wrote down that he gives two guys cigars mm-hmm. he's like super jazzed about like hey this is great oh i guess you know my last shipment or whatever and he's like hey guys and he gives one dude a cigar and another dude a cigar and then he walks off and he starts talking to a bunch of other dudes i was like i guess these guys don't deserve cigars. Only those guys deserve cigars. <laughs> like he didn't cover the whole box yeah. just specifically for those two guys, which I thought was silly. Maybe, but it's when he <laughs> maybe they're twins and it was their birthday. <laughs> sure, <laughs> but he walks up to that one box and then reaches into it, mm-hmm. and then there's an insert shot, like a picture in picture, at the bottom of the frame yes. of inside that box that like we can't see the inside of mm-hmm. until that shot comes up and you see the inside of him reaching in and like grabbing stuff to it this fucking weird like i said picture in picture bottom of the corner thing and i was like what was that yeah especially because i couldn't tell what he was going through really and i was just like i hope that's not important yeah but putting it in like that makes it seem like it's incredibly important <laughs> and there are so many little seeds of stuff like that throughout this movie that is like, I, 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 it does not make me recommend it at all because by the end, it's still just this fucking clusterfuck of a thing. Yeah. It's like, this wasn't really entertaining. And it kind of, it's like in theory funny, mm-hmm. but not actually funny. There was one part in the whole movie that made me actually laugh out loud i mean but was it on purpose i mean that's the thing like thinking about it like i guess it maybe it's on purpose we'd see what what, mean, what what part it was the part with the the van flip during the race oh when okay, it like okay. it like rolled and then 
landed on its side and just slid like 20 <laughs> feet into the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Something about that imagery, the fact that it just kept going, had me laughing. <laughs> I mean, again, it's uh, like I said, like, it, it, is that supposed to be funny? Considering that it's like a sort of film language that I'm not used to, <laughs> you know, like I, 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 it's hard to tell sometimes. Like th- that's like an actual problem, and I mean problem, whatever. But like it's it's an issue that people can like really butt up against when watching movies from like other countries. Is mm-hmm. like not even like oh I have to read it yeah. or or anything dumb like that. But it's really just a case of like that one scene was so weird and then Mm. you talk to somebody who like knows about that culture or that filmmaker or this whatever and they're like oh no 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 that makes complete sense because of blah 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 and blah 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 yeah and it's like okay that's great you know what i mean (laughs) like like truthfully like if if it makes it a good movie in whatever crazy weird genre it is Mm -hmm. then awesome but that does not make me like it just because you've explained why they did that dumb thing that I hated. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I can be open to stuff and still be like, that was, that was terrible. Yeah. You know? And that's sort of how I feel about this movie in general. <laughs> um, but like the moment that had me laughing was when Eddie opens the safe and oh. there's a rocket inside. <laughs> that <laughs> shoots him out the window and explodes. It is the most fucking <laughs> lunatic death i think i've ever seen in an action movie in terms of like like it's his safe like it's not like they're going to steal something from someone yeah and they open the safe and it's been booby trapped with a rocket of all things <laughs> but it's like no, no 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 somebody broke in opened your safe filled it with a rocket on rails mm-hmm. that <laughs> is aimed right at you so it can fire you out the window and explode <laughs> like i and was laughing to go off Right after you open it. Yeah, like it, somehow it was it was triggered when you opened it and it just like that is the yeah. silliest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. And it's like playing it straight would be ludicrous. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like so that had to have been like this is going to be funny, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? But again, like coming at it from from the angle <laughs> we did where we were like expecting it to be kind of earnest, mm-hmm. even if it was ridiculous, it would at least be like, no, this is what this is cool, right? Yeah. And this movie's way more like this is silly, right? But it's so crazy <laughs> that I just I can't get a grasp on it. Like I don't I don't really like movies that try to be bad funny. Mm-hmm. And so this one I was like enjoying in the sense of it just being like ludicrous nonsense. <laughs> and then later kind of reading more about it and being like, oh, maybe it was actually all more cynical than i was like i was thinking it was really innocent and like let's make a fun movie yeah and instead it seems like it kind of was more based on like let's make fun of these kinds of movies like i guess yeah. <laughs> it makes a little more sense yeah i guess because <laughs> like there's that there's just that fine line between like actual crazy cool and like way too far, this is nuts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There, there yeah. is that little line there. Like I would say that something like Con Air was earnest. Con Air <laughs> meant to be cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it it winds up being cheesy and shitty and awful. Like oh my god, guys, really? Yeah. And that's why something like that is so great. Yeah. Uh, and but then in this case, it was like oh my god, this is getting so wild, so wild, so oh no. You know what? Now I get it. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It'd be like if you saw somebody acting like crazy on the street and you're like, oh, this is so entertaining. They're being a lunatic. And then you realize that they're acting. Yeah. And you're like, eh, oh, you know what? It's not fun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, you're trying to be this kind of person. Never mind. I thought it was just happening naturally. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this movie was happening naturally <laughs> throughout the first parts of it. And it definitely uh, made me crazy. But like that, dude, it, it, if anything, to like to watch this movie for in terms of just like escalating lunacy is all encapsulated in that rickshaw chase. Because that is the fucking yeah. craziest thing I've ever watched, especially coming so early in the movie and still being like, this might be serious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, for one, am I wrong or did they mention that it was for charity? I believe it was for charity. Okay. Because, like, for one, it gets so violent. Yeah. Like, the people race and, like, not just like, oh, God, they fell over, but, like, people sabotaging each other mm-hmm. and like knocking each other off of shit and like into cars and just like just into absolute, the crowd yeah just absolute madness and i'm like this is for charity you lunatics what is going on here like i was legitimately so confused like i'm i must have heard wrong yeah like this must be just like a, like a crazy group of friends having their annual uh rickshaw chase yeah uh but you know and then (laughs) then at the end of the whole thing after they've caused so much damage and they're being talked to by the police because all that other shit happens which you know we'll get into Mm -hmm. but the the cop mentions that they didn't have permits yeah it's like this charity race didn't have permits in the first place yeah what is anybody doing in this movie like who organizes (laughs) this that doesn't get permits. It was actually but also the mob. is charity. Like it was just is just again, like I was saying, it felt like scenes written completely independently of each other, where it was like earlier in the movie they mentioned that it was gonna be a charity race. And mm-hmm. then when they started shooting the sequence, they completely forgot about that and just made it like <laughs> madcap crazy. Yeah. And then later on they were like, Yeah, it was some sort of illegal street rickshaw race. Like did you forget you mentioned it was for charity earlier? Like, yes, we did. <laughs> Don't bring it up. I tend to read the Wikipedia plots after we watch the movie to try mm-hmm. to fill in some places where I'm confused yeah. if it has that level of detail. And I was definitely writing shit down when a very specific thing in that chase happened, or at the very least, like where the details became apparent. Because <laughs> there's that moment when Ed, because is basically it's Marcus versus Eddie. Mm-hmm. It's like yo, know, brother, brother versus other... brother. Yeah, I mean, there's other people, but it really comes down to like those two. They're the ones who win every year, or something mm-hmm. like that, and blah blah blah. So they're racing each other, and they constantly trying to get you know one up on each other and knocking each other over and doing whatever. Yeah. And I I believe they make mention that Eddie cheats all the time and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So when that moment happened, when <laughs> He comes around the corner and there's the the like body double. Mm-hmm. I completely missed what that all meant. <laughs> because when I watched it, what I thought happened was that people were looking for Eddie mm-hmm. and wanted to kidnap him out of the race without causing a fuss and brought in a body double to 
keep running as him so that they could kidnap him and get away. <laughs> and obviously it isn't. No. Yeah. It's... Eddie brings the body double to cheat at the race. Yes. And the body double is the one who gets kidnapped. Yes. I did not catch that. <laughs> I thought it was Eddie in the truck. Considering the whole scene is Marcus chasing after the truck being like, my brother Eddie is in there because he's convinced that he is. Yeah. I took him at his word. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, they got Eddie, which means that that other dude, they must have brought him as a distraction. I was completely <laughs> off base. I read in here. It was like, and then Eddie tries to cheat with a body double. And I was like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? <laughs> completely missed that. 100%. So ridiculous. But uh, the, the, <laughs> the moment where I was like, this is not the movie I thought it was going to be at all. Like, on top of all of that in the beginning of, like, the exploding baby dolls, the greed fire, and the company I don't understand, and <laughs> the, 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 like, the, the, the absolute most ridiculous moment, the moment that really, like, solidified, like, oh, my God, this is crazy, is when Rob Schneider gets that eel. Yeah. And starts whipping Jean-Claude Van Damme with it to, like, make him run faster. And then Jean-Claude Van Damme whinnies back at him like a horse. Yes. It's so slapsticky in a way that's just like, where did this come from? Like, yeah. how did this ever get, like, how did this get on a page? Yeah. And then... Into the full script and then shown to Jean-Claude Van Damme. And he was like, yes. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, again, I'm assuming that he did it sort of as like a look at how silly I can be in this movie mm -hmm. as opposed to being the like badass guy. Yeah. But it was just nonsense. I, yeah. <laughs> like whipping him and telling him to move that sweet ass. And Jean-Claude's like, what are you doing? And then he whips him again and he's like, and yeah. keeps running. <laughs> All the while, we keep seeing those close-up shots inside his knockoff shoes mm -hmm. as the glue comes apart. Yeah. Until finally at the end of the race, they just like explode off his feet. Yep. I was like, this is this is the craziest thing I've ever watched. Like, it, at yeah. least, again, in thinking that it's being done in earnest, <laughs> you know, and at a certain point, I'm sure there's like a, a threshold where most people would be like, you haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> but like, legitimately, I was I was like, OK, it's weird, but let's see where it goes. And then that rickshaw race yeah. was just the just, oh, my God. <laughs> I, legitimately i've never seen anything like it before yeah <laughs> and the fact that the start of the race has a pov shot of the foot going in the shoe yeah <laughs> it's like was... the camera is the foot yeah going it like what why <laughs> that, that, that's, that's sort of what i think like unfortunately that's sort of my stance on a lot of these sort of stylistic things mm -hmm. where it's like you know, sometimes you can do something like silly and weird and it just winds up like, oh, OK, that kind of works, whatever. Like, even if it's kind of inconsequential, yeah. like truthfully, the the insert shot of the box over the box, you know, that sort mm -hmm. of thing. It's like it doesn't hurt anything and it's not too fucking crazy. And it's easily something I could see in like a Tarantino movie or something where, yeah. you know, we'll do something a little goofy like that. Yeah. Like that moment in Pulp Fiction where Uma Thurman makes the square yeah. and the dots show up and everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? It's like, it's stylized. Just deal with it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I, I can get with that. Mm -hmm. But like the, the POV of foot in shoe 
is just like, what? What is, <laughs> why? Why do we need to know what the foot's point of view was? We can see he's putting the shoe on. Like, this doesn't. We can assume what the inside of the shoe looks <laughs> yeah, like. Like, we've all looked at our shoes before. We yeah. know what they do. We get it. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Yeah, moving on. Um, but yeah, yeah. And then, but there are a few uh, really great Jean-Claude action sequences in this movie on like, even with as ridiculous as everything is, <laughs> it winds up just being like a bunch of like crazy stylistic shit around a, a really cool little like martial arts demo reel. <laughs> like it's, it's interspersed throughout the movie because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that scene has that great little bit when he runs on the moving car yeah like he stops and the car drives right in front of him and so he like leans back and walks along it as it drives past him mm -hmm. it's like that's fucking awesome yeah and you can tell it's him and not a stunt double <laughs> yeah. and like that like that sort of shit is fun the shit towards the end on that boat where he's like slipping sliding all <laughs> over the place and stuff that shit was fun like all those that, sorts of things. That was another part that started to make me giggle just because of how frequently <laughs> he was just sliding back and forth on his knees yeah. across the wet boat. Like, oh my God, Jean-Claude. He's like on a slip and slide for the last like 30 <laughs> minutes of the movie. It's so goofy. But it's like, that stuff's fun. He has a couple, I mean, you know, like the, the that fruit market chase has some decent Jean-Claude Jean stuff. You know, where he mm -hmm. wraps that chain around his arm and fights off the machetes. Yeah. And stuff. And it's like th that scene was one of the ones that like really made me like, what the fuck is even happening here? Because they go to the they go to that fruit market to like to get something. They get some like footage or whatever, it, it, whatever it is. I don't understand why all the vendors start attacking them with machetes. No, they went there to to see Eddie and to get Eddie out. Oh right, and, and then he dies, and then he dies, and they all think that they killed Eddie. <laughs> what the fuck do they know about they weren't even in the like it seems so silly to me I, I was wondering why everyone wanted to kill them because I was like how do they even know what happened to Eddie they were like upstairs and then the rocket happened and then they came downstairs and everyone was like you murdered him like how would they even have this information again that's the kind of movie it yeah. is where it's just like who gives a shit they're mad like and then they're gonna fight him with machetes but i was truly completely baffled like what is what are these people's problems yeah they need to chill <laughs> um but <laughs> they in that in that rickshaw chase the the guys take the fake eddie and then, you know, like you were saying, the mm -hmm. van tips over, slides through an entire grocery store <laughs> and all that. There's that ridiculous scene where the where they're shooting at each other. Yeah. And it's like going through soup cans. And he's like, ooh, ha, ooh, and the whole thing is like blurry and out of focus sometimes. Yeah. Super stylistic. Super just like, we'll just fucking, we'll just shoot it. Let's just do this. Yeah. It, I, I read one review. Because I read several like little quotes about the movie where a ton mm -hmm. of it was like incomprehensible mess <laughs> and you know <laughs> stuff like that and stuff that I definitely agree with. Yeah, like for real, <laughs> it's incomprehensible and it's nonsense and it's not a good movie. Um, but one of them referred to it as a a really punk rock movie, and I could kind of get behind that in terms of where it seemed like they were just like let's just fucking do this. Yeah. And they'd get on set one day and they'd just be like, this is how we're going to do this one. Because fucking who gives a shit? Like half of this scene is going to be out of focus for some reason. It's like, <laughs> why? It's like, because fuck you. Because you want your movie in focus and I don't want to give you that. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's 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 honestly something where like okay, I mean I I could I could give it a little leeway in that sense of like all right, they were kind of like taking that crazy Hong Kong flavor mm-hmm. but making it like specifically it's like an American movie mm-hmm. but doing it in that Hong Kong style kind of in the face of western action movies. <laughs> You know, where it's just kind of like, oh, that's the way that you want everything to be and you want it to be really pretty and easy to look at and (laughs) easy to follow and whatever. So I'm going to make it the antithesis to all of that. Yeah. It's like noise rock, the movie, you know, where it's just like, (laughs) what is this? And it's just like, well, deal with it or don't. Like, I don't. I don't listen to noise rock either, though. Yeah, it's like if a movie could be cacophonous. Oh, yeah, it's this movie. Yeah. Like visually (laughs) and thematically, (laughs) everything, it's a cacophony. Um, But (laughs) he he gets into like a little scrap with that lady cop. Yeah. Who I thought was going to be in this movie more. I was like, okay, here's the lady mm-hmm. in the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. They're going to be, you know, unwilling partners and then something will happen and then they'll fall in love and there'll probably be a really gross sex scene and all that. <laughs> like, I was totally expecting all of that. Mm-hmm. And then she absolutely disappears. Yep. She and gets traded for the CIA lady. Lady. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. it, it, again, like, <laughs> literally, like, walking through it, it's like I can see Every every pivot from what they, you know, what you would expect they should do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, when they introduce this lady and she kind of takes him out and then Rob Schneider hits her in the head with a soup can and knocks her out. Yeah. And they go to the jail, but they wound up not getting charges pressed against them and they're fine. But you'd think that's like, oh, but that's then how they introduce the lady cop. And then that will open the story up for what the fuck is going on. Yeah. And it's like, actually, no, she's going to leave. Never seen again. Yeah. Instead, in walks the lady who's pretending to be from their jeans company mm-hmm. and turns out to be a second CIA agent in disguise <laughs> and starts talking to them about, like, what terrible businessmen they are and mm-hmm. how bad they are at this and that there's counterfeits coming through of their stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And that was another thing. Like I said before, I didn't understand what he was doing at those docks at the beginning so i was like does he know about these counterfeits yeah or is it actually a surprise to him in the end it doesn't matter but you know that's just yeah. <laughs> where i sort of sat with it where i was like i don't get it i don't know what's happening this is so unclear everything is so unclear and then like, shortly after that is when he finds out that tommy is a cia agent um as far as I can remember, there's so yeah. much fucking shit that happened. I, I wrote Schneider is the undercover cop. Like oh, right. I couldn't believe there it. There was there was some headline that they showed very briefly, like not long enough for someone to read. They like <laughs> showed it to Rob Schneider, and uh-huh. that was it. Like, oh that oh you didn't see it. Sorry, you'll figure it out. Like, but I okay. I would have liked to figure it out now. Yeah, like you. I shouldn't have to pause. <laughs> yeah, especially in 1998 when pausing technology was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> VHS tapes. Because then they show Rob Schneider's character talking to his boss. And I thought it was another like mafia thing. Oh, at because first. it was Tal Sorvino? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> you definitely don't imagine that he's the head of the CIA in that area. Yeah. You're like, I'm oh, like- God. Where's Ray Liotta? Yeah. This is going to get rough. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. He's playing a good guy, but of course he's not. Of course. Of course. And that sort of on its face sort of feels like a like a, a very like 
oh, this is what a Western movie would do. Mm-hmm. Is the, the good guy is actually the bad guy. So instead of casting the good guy that you would believe is good, you cast the guy who you definitely believe is bad just because yeah. he's Paul Sorvino. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know how much credit I'm giving like on top of what I should be, but it feels like that could be like in the mindset of like, oh yeah, cast the dude who's clearly the bad guy to play the guy who's clearly the bad guy, yeah. even though he's not the bad guy when he's introduced. Mm-hmm. Like, but no, 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 but he is. He totally is. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he's, I mean, the plan is they have tiny little nanobombs mm-hmm. that they affix to their knockoff products. Mm-hmm. And then when those products go out into the world... They will detonate them, yeah, and kill. There's spe- everybody, there's lots spe- of people. They 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 just want money. I forget. They're specifically shipping them to the U.S. Like they're going in with shipments of the real product, uh huh, to that are getting sent over to the U.S. And then they're going to essentially, he the way he described it was charge them a satellite fee, mm-hmm. um. So it would be like a monthly fee of a hundred million dollars, oh, whatever the okay. fuck he said. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, otherwise, they he, blow it up. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, everyone's gonna blow up. Gotcha. Okay. I was, I was wondering, like, <laughs> obviously, in a movie like this, they're not gonna get the rights to use like actual popular products and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was so silly that it's like ba- baby dolls, generic yeah. ass baby dolls, and then they have the one character be like, "Oh my god." It's a something baby. I forget. I, I don't know if I wrote it down. But they just like, oh, it's a something baby. Oh, my kids have been looking for one of those. Like that little thing right there. That's what they've been looking for. This yeah. generic thing you could probably get at any thrift store in the world if you look hard enough. Like, oh, there's one. Looks mm-hmm. exactly the same because it's just a plastic baby. Yeah, like, there's nothing about try. this. It's like it's not a Tickle Me Elmo or a fucking Pokemon or something. It's a fucking <laughs> generic ass baby doll, and that's what's gonna bring down the whole fucking. It doesn't United even look States. like it eats or like it. Yeah, eats it or does nothing. It's there's it's nothing sh- special about it. They are loose. Yes. In the crates, they're not even like packaged in their own boxes. Yeah. With accessories and things, it's literally just like here, I have a baby. Yeah. <laughs> that's the whole toy, but they're like, oh, that'll get everybody. Yeah. And so they are going to go to the warehouse when a raid is happening mm-hmm. to point out the people involved. Uh, That's what they say later. And I thought when they first mentioned it that they needed them there to look at the product. That's what they, yeah, that's that's what they first told Tommy and Marcus. Yeah, which seemed need- so dumb because I was like, just do the raid and then bring them to the product yeah they don't need to be there for the raid that's so dangerous (laughs) and then later when they're going there they mentioned something about how they needed to like point out somebody oh who uh was it whichever yeah whoever it was that was doing it i i I don't even fucking remember anymore they needed to like point out eddie and skinny or something like that yeah and it was like wait a minute that wasn't what you said at the beginning and i know like plans can change yeah but now you're acting like that's been the plan this whole time (laughs) and it definitely has not been uh, and they go, to, they go with to the raid and wait a minute. God, this fucking movie, man. Do they know that Rob Schneider's a CIA agent? I don't know if they both do. Tommy does just following my notes because I wrote, I'm so confused. Why is the CIA there? Why doesn't the company <laughs> know it's the CIA? Like, wh- I, what? yeah, 
Um, I'm looking at the plot right now too, and it's like, okay, so there's a CIA. And then agent. In, okay, and then they go, yeah. So they, so he, he at least tells Marcus, mm-hmm. like Marcus finds out and sees him talking to Paul Sorvino on that rooftop. Yeah, and then, then they go on that raid. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't know that he's CIA. I don't know. I mean, or maybe no, the- <laughs> no. Actually, maybe I think she does. Because she's trying to figure out who well, okay. the rat is. In- she does, but they haven't told her. Like, she Correct. knows because she's also undercover. Correct. But as far as they know, she's still the lady from the jeans company. Correct. So they haven't told her. None of it matters at all. Yeah. Uh, who is with who and when and why and who knows and whatever. Because later on when she has Rob Schneider handcuffed and I was like, brilliant CIA agent getting yourself handcuffed. Mm-hmm. Even if you think you're about to get laid, you're a CIA agent yeah. undercover. Don't let somebody handcuff you. I have a feeling that's probably a rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was like, okay, she's totally like getting sexy with Rob Schneider right now because she's the villain, right? That has to be it. <laughs> and then they reveal like, okay, no, she's not the villain. She's just another CIA agent yeah. <laughs> here under Rob Schneider's nose that doesn't know about it, who was under Jean-Claude Van Damme's nose who didn't know about it. Like, oh my God, who is with who and why does it matter? It doesn't. Because yeah, then everyone double crosses everyone anyways. I mean, they, I, I feel, really? I maybe feel it, like they. Maybe uh, it was just a. Uh, oh, like oh well, yeah, yeah, Harry, Paul Sorvino's character. Yeah, which seemed sort of obvious because they, they, like, they, they yeah. do, the, they do the raid. Uh, instead of being able to go in, the door opens and the truck leaves. Like, they knew the raid was coming. Mm-hmm. Marcus. Falls on top of the van mm-hmm. and rides along with it and has like a 10 minute long fight sequence with several people on top of that van. Yeah. Including the guy that he fucking like kicks off of it and gets impaled on that spike. <laughs> yes. On the wall. That was brutal. And it was just like, whoa, okay. <laughs> like this, again, this movie has already gone, you know, like bananas, but yeah. it was just like, oh, and, and that too, I guess. All right. We're just doing everything. Everything in this movie, I see. So they go to the Buddha, <laughs> and inside the Buddha is the secret CIA headquarters. Yeah. And that is where Harry tells them all about the the nanobombs and the mm-hmm. green flames and all that stuff. And then they go to the fruit market <laughs> to go talk to Eddie. Yes. And I thought it was hysterical that the CIA agent, who's apparently lived here for four years, doesn't know what a fruit market is. Yeah. Like, that's the lamest line of, like, expository dialogue for, like, do you really think people aren't going to know what a fruit market is? So you have to have the character explain that to the audience by explaining it to a character who should definitely know Mm -hmm. that already? Yeah. Like, what even is this place? Like, it's a fruit market. Yeah. Look around. What are they selling? (laughs) Yeah. Who are these people? Vendors. What do they sell? Fruit. Two and two. (laughs) But the thing that I find so funny about this is that, like, the whole movie, there are these Russians. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it it feels very stereotypical action movie of just yeah. to be just like, you know, the Russians. Yeah. The bad guys. Yeah. The Russians. Where are the Russians? Take me to <laughs> the Russians. There's no names. There's no, like, there's really barely any scenes with them. Yeah. Just like, you the, see them every once in a while. Yeah, but the in first terms diving of, one. Yeah, I mean, there's a handful throughout it because they keep cutting to that one dude who won't stop coughing. Yeah. 
And that is one of those things that, in retrospect, knowing more about, you know, what the movie kind of is and was and what they were going for, feels like a, a very specific subversion of what happens in a traditional Western movie. Because <laughs> it's like, if a character coughs, like if they cough once in a scene, whatever. Mm-hmm. If a character coughs multiple times in a movie in, in different scenes, mm-hmm. then it's like something's up. Yeah. And this dude, literally every single fucking time you see him, he coughs. Yeah. And at the end of the movie, it amounts to nothing. Yes. It means nothing. It doesn't relate to how he dies nope. or, uh, or what he off. does. Exactly. It, it's it's like a fundamental thing <laughs> that always bugs me when I see people criticize it, like, you know, like on the internet or doing whatever, where they complain about movies having tropes. Mm-hmm. specifically one that people always point out is like, oh, yeah, nobody ever coughs unless, you know, they're sick or, you know, it, or it means something later. And it's like, yeah, because that's fucking annoying Yeah, for something like that to happen and then be like, oh, what was that about? And then for it to be like, oh, it was nothing. It was just there because, you know, sometimes people cough in real life. Yeah. And it's like, that's not what movies are, you jackasses. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, the, like, oh, my God, it's so frustrating. Like, that's why I, I love when there's like a perfectly crafted movie where it's like, hey, that specific scene, it was totally unrealistic because it would take longer to do this than it does in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, but if you just sat and watched it happen, you'd be like, why are we sitting here and watching this happen? Yeah. <laughs> and it would distract you from what you're actually supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And a good movie cuts all that bullshit out. And so in this case, it seems like it like it had to have been done on purpose of yeah. setting up a thing to be like, nope. Ah, oh, Fuck that's you. so fr- Yeah, it's so fucking frustrating. And like... I won't give it props. Like, I can understand somebody giving it props of mm-hmm. being like, oh, ha, ha, awesome troll job movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I refuse to do it because I hate that kind of shit. Yes. <laughs> I don't care if you're doing it like as a as a fun time <laughs> joke or something like you do that shit over like a, a 20 minute episode of a TV show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like something where it could be like, oh, okay, they were just fucking with it. Mm -hmm. But when it's a whole fucking movie and you're just like, (laughs) and the rest of the movie makes no sense, you're like, at least the coughing guy will resolve, right? Yeah. At least I'll know what that meant. I definitely wrote a note about him. (laughs) Why is one guy always coughing? What is the point? Yeah. So so many of my notes are questions. Like, why were there laser noises when they were being chased through the market? Did you I, notice that? <laughs> I wrote, what's with this Sega chase music? Okay. It sounded more like a Sega game. Like, okay. wee, 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 wee. like it, it didn't sound like lasers as much as like synthesizers to okay, me. Okay, because I, I definitely heard like, like pew, specific pew, pew, like pew, pew. <laughs> like. I don't know, but I heard it and definitely thought Sega. Okay. All right. All right. It's, it's, it's honestly so difficult to go through and uh, even remember exactly how the plot goes. Even looking at my notes and having the Wikipedia open right here, it's like it just has a lock on my brain. <laughs> or it's just like you don't understand it. Like, but I could try. And it's yeah. like, no, it's pointless to even try. It is so fruitless to try to get like, a, you know, it was a movie with a story that went like this. And it's like it wasn't. It yeah. was madness committed to film <laughs> just to show some like kicks and flips and some like goofy ass insert shots. It's it's maddening 
to watch. Like yeah. it's 92 minutes. And I felt like I was in like a fever dream for like three hours watching this movie. Yeah. It is it was... so bizarre. It takes like every single thing that you think you know about <laughs> movies and is just like, no. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I've never seen a movie refuse to make sense like this one. Yeah. Like purposefully refuse to make sense. Mm-hmm. I just, <laughs> I don't get it. Like, especially towards the very end, like there's that whole thing about the boat that they're on mm-hmm. getting too close yeah. to somewhere. I don't even understand what it was getting close to. Oh, oh, it was, it was getting close Was it the to... ceremony? Yes. For, because they were like handing over yeah. Hong Kong from, from Britain to just China. Yes. And everything. So there was, I, I knew, I like there was that going on. And I know that that was like a thing that caused... Mr. Hark, the director, like a reason why he sort of wanted to give another shot to Hollywood was because Hong Kong was going to become part of China mm-hmm. and they were afraid that their like independence as a cinema movement was going to be limited. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, let's give it a try over here or whatever. So like, I know that that means something to, you know, this guy and yeah, the I- movies that he wants to make and everything. But in the movie itself, it was just like, what is that? Like, was this <clears throat> ever a part of the bad guy's plan. Because it seems like it's just happening on accident and nobody knows it. Yeah. Like, their plan is to blow up all the fucking little button bombs Mm -hmm. and all the knockoff shit that's getting sent out. Right. They have no... Like, there's nothing (laughs) in that plan that says that they need to drive their boat into this ceremony. Like, I was like, are they going there to blow it up? Like, is this a part of their plan? No, someone shot out... I don't remember who, but someone shot out the controls. Like okay, the, and it the, just started to accidentally drift too close to that ceremony, uh-huh. and then they were going to blow them up, and then they didn't. They somehow got some sort of control. Yeah, they don't. But, they don't show how the ship becomes under control. It's literally, it's like helicopters with guns, mm-hmm. like shot of that, shot of that dude in the control room with the radar. Yeah, shot of the Hong Kong detective on the bridge of the boat going like, "Oh God, what's happening?" Yeah, and then just sort of. Keep doing that over and over, back and forth, mm-hmm. until all of a sudden the the pilots are like, "Hey, look, they're going the other way now." Yeah, and then they are, and the helicopters leave, and none of that matters. Yeah, and it was like, why did that happen? And who saved the day? Yeah, because <laughs> it wasn't the detective who was the only one who knew this was happening. Yeah, because everyone else was fighting on the boat. <laughs> like, what just happened? Like, it's 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 oh my god, it's so silly. It's literally like a huge like chunk of a climax of an action movie. And it's like <laughs> nobody knew it was happening. Yeah. And it actually wound up not mattering. And everything's yeah. fine. Everything's fine, but you don't know why. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> that's literally like five plus minutes of screen time devoted to something <laughs> that most of the characters don't know is happening. Mm-hmm. And also winds up not mattering. Yeah. <laughs> so, so fucking weird. But I think the very, very, very end of this movie is now in sort of retrospect like sort of hilarious in the realm of like we're gonna make what you think an action movie should be it sort of feels like a like somebody who hates action movies (laughs) making an action movie like to make fun of people who like them you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and making them look stupid and terrible but like the very very end paul sorvino is gonna blow up the other boat, because he gets on another boat. Yeah. And he's going to blow up the boat with Jean-Claude and, and Rob Schneider and the other lady on it. 
Yeah. She jumps onto his boat without him knowing it, mm-hmm. throws some of those nanobombs onto the deck, and jumps off into the water. Yeah. Paul Sorvino hits the button to kill everybody and instead blows up his own boat. Right. And it's like, okay, that's an action movie bad guy death. Mm-hmm. We'll give you that. Like, yeah, it's yeah. fine. And then they cut to like two months later, and Rob Schneider and John Claude are in a bar arguing about something and arguing about this like controller thing they have yeah that is essentially the thing that blows up those bombs yeah and it's also cross-cutting with somebody mm-hmm. at first you don't see but it's somebody planting more of those bombs into a toy yeah so it's like oh it's not done yeah like, there's more how could there possibly more be more russians yeah but it's just like how could this how could there possibly be more to this movie mm-hmm. we literally saw everybody die who was on the bad guy's side what is happening here and then it cuts and it's full sorvino yeah and he's just fine yep they don't even put makeup on him or yeah. make it look like he like lost a limb or had any sort of damage from yeah. the explosion that he nope. screamed about it wasn't yeah. even like they just saw an explosion and assumed he did it. Yeah. Like, there's a close-up of him going like, no! <laughs> like, he <laughs> experienced that explosion yeah. and is no worse for wear and is just hanging out somewhere, putting more bombs into toys. And then fucking Rob Schneider hits the button on the thing. Mm-hmm. And a building behind them that mm-hmm. apparently Paul Sorvino is in yeah. just explodes in green flames. Yep. And they barely notice. They kind of turn and are like, huh. And then they just turn back to each other and keep talking as though they don't realize that they just did that. Yeah. And what it means for what (laughs) happened in their life. Like, oh, there's more of these bombs. Oh, my God. Somebody survived and was still doing it. Yeah. And it's like none of that matters to them. And they just talk and Mm -hmm. the movie ends again inexplicably. Yeah. And it's just like, and that's the movie. And I was so confused as to what they were doing there like like what that whole ending scene even meant it, like, I, why is he uh, still alive what are they still in the jeans business is rob schneider a cia agent anymore yeah like why isn't he gone now that his cover's been completely blown and the company that he works for is probably dissolved yeah after all of this nonsense has happened again another thing that feels like it was written Without knowledge of the twist that he becomes a CIA agent. Mm -hmm. Just absolute nonsense. (laughs) This movie is full on nonsense. My guess is that they had Paul Sorbino for a little bit more time. So they just threw together one more scene for him just (laughs) so that he was in the movie more. I mean, that makes about as much sense as anything else. This movie is so breakneck and it just keeps going. There's no time for stopping. There's no like dramatic scenes of people like sitting down and talking for a while. Yeah. Everything is like shoo, 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 and has weird shit happening in the middle of it yeah. that distracts you from what's going on. Like the scene where Rob Schneider and Jean-Claude Van Damme meet with that girl in the office and mm-hmm. she stands up mm-hmm. and then the camera raises up to like 10 feet in the air looking down on Rob Schneider and and Jean-Claude as they look into the camera Mm -hmm. as though she is now 10 feet tall. Yeah. And I was like, this is the weirdest stylization I've ever seen. Like, I understand sort of like, I I get the concept of like, oh, and now she's towering Mm -hmm. over them because she's all business and these guys are a bunch of idiots. Yeah. 
But the way that it's presented, it's like, okay, yeah, but she's not actually taller than Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> so why does the camera make it look like she's literally 11 feet tall? Yeah. What I... is happening? Also, <laughs> I love the one dude who goes to slash uh, Jean-Claude's throat and he just puts his buddy in front of him and he slashes <laughs> his throat instead. I just wrote, with whoops, his... slash the wrong throat. With the lens from his glasses. Yeah. Oh, man. I think, honestly, the only line that actually made me laugh um, and, like, in the context of the movie and, like, the delivery of it and the specific performance of it. I wonder if it's the same line. Uh, it might be, but it's when uh, it's when Rob Schneider and the CIA lady are tied up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he he's still being a horrible creep. You know what I mean? Like, or, or something, oh, he's, he's annoying as fuck or something. They have them tied up yeah. and he's just like still being terrible in one way or another. I don't know if he's just being annoying or if he's being sexist or if he's doing whatever, <laughs> but he's just being so terrible that she just screams to the terrorists, to like the Russians that have them tied up. Like, can I please die alone? <laughs> and that is the funniest thing in the world where it's like, I get that you're going to kill us. I'm not asking to not be killed. Yeah. I just don't want to be with this fucking guy when it happens. <laughs> and that is so fucking funny to me. That actually wasn't the line that I was thinking of. <laughs> I was thinking of a friend, a buddy. He blew up, but you know, shit happens. <laughs> I, I did write that one down too. That was pretty good. Um, but I think that is going to wrap it up for popcorn for dinner for this week. Thank uh, we're not we're not 100% sure exactly what the last movies will be in this month like we know of of one or two that we have mm -hmm. for sure but order wise we're not sure and we're still looking for some others uh but hopefully we can get this train back on some sort of track yes moving because, in some sort of coherent direction holy shit dude this was fucking at I, least it can't get less coherent than this right that's very true uh, <laughs> oh man but uh this is jeff and kelly i smoked his fat ass like a roman candle